Show. Your home for Southeast Motor Sports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week and another episode of Lead Lap. I am Tom Baker. We are doing this show at WSIC Studios in Statesville, North Carolina, as always. and want to thank Mark and the staff for their hospitality. And uh, again, if you missed last week's show for whatever reason... Uh, we made some changes to our programming lineup. So this show that you're hearing is actually going to air on Saturday morning as the lead-in to the 90-minute horsepower hour here at WSIC at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And then uh, following the show at 10 Eastern is Lenny Baticki and PRN's at the track. It's a great hour and a half. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, it we really uh, are excited that the Southeast Bay show is on uh, uh, WSIC each week now, each Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. And um, also take note that uh, you can find the show on just about any major podcast platform. We are not on Apple yet working on that, but basically about anywhere else um, you get your podcasts. Or this is new. You can go to WSICnews.com and just uh, look under local programs and you'll see a page for the League Lap Show, and the player will also be there. So if you missed last week's show, it's there. This week's show will be there as soon as we uh, upload it tomorrow. And um, you can always uh, catch up on back episodes uh, as we get rolling. If you miss one, they'll always accumulate there. Again, that's uh, the the WSICnews.com website, local programs, um, and uh, then just look for the Lead Lap page. Okay. Uh, also, the show, of course, produced by Steering Wheel Nation, and we encourage everybody, the new website is soon to come, but the social media is out there. So we'd like all of you to go follow us, like us, follow us, whatever the uh, platform calls for, at uh, The Wheel Nation, The Wheel Nation, at The Wheel Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll have some other um, social media platforms coming along here uh, shortly, but uh, you can follow us on those. Okay, so what have we got going tonight? Well, we've got, uh, first of all, Hunter Weaver going to be checking in um, in a little while to talk dirt and that should be a lot of fun. We haven't done that much lately. We're also going to talk some Martinsville, a surprise winner at Martinsville on Saturday in the Valley Star Credit Union 300 late model race. We'll talk about that uh, during the show as well. And uh, we're going to have some good conversation about uh, road racing on this program. Again, we try to cover everything that uh, that runs a race in the Southeast. That's the aim of the show. We try to bring a variety. Well, VIR had that this weekend. The Trans Am Series was in action. Also, the F4, USF4 Championship Series, the Open Wheelers were in action there. And uh, the SVRA, Sports Car Vintage Racing Association, and... Gosh, I could spend this entire show talking about the variety of cars that I saw on the track competing with SVRA. And uh, we've got a couple of uh, bits of audio that we're going to play for you in the next segment. I'm going to give you some detail on what took place this weekend here in this segment. And we'll talk and um, play the audio in the next segment. Jason Alder 
uh, is a driver who is a former Legends National Champion. And uh, so we, we kind of keyed on Jason this weekend, and he won two of his three races. So uh, we have a little montage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We just kind of smashed parts of the interview I did with him each day together to come up with a bit of a montage. So you'll, uh, you'll hear uh, how Jason Alder's weekend went. And um, Matt Clark, a driver out of Canada uh, who is racing in F4, we managed to get an interview with him on Saturday, too. So we're going to uh, have that in the next segment as well. And as I mentioned, Hunter Weaver is going to join us and talk some dirt tracks. So um, let's talk about VIR a little bit. Because, again, for those of you who have not experienced this, first of all, it's a 3.2-mile road course. Uh, and uh, it's a unique layout. Um, turn one and two is basically a horseshoe. And, you know, you, you've got uh, – You've got a couple of different um, kind of S's uh, throughout the track. It's got a long back straightaway. Um, the front straightaway that leads to the finish line is uh, quite long as well. Lots of room for drafting and passing. 3.27. 3.27. There was, uh, I actually got four digits out of that. I can't remember what the fourth one was, but I, 3.2 mile, close enough. Um, it is... 5.26 kilometers, if you care. There you go. So uh, Chris Murdoch with the Stat Boy stat there. Uh, we, it was interesting to go see this show. I had never seen any of these divisions in person. So this was an all-new experience for me after 35 years of doing motorsports media. It's fun to do something different. And I know that for those of you who have not experienced a kind of mid-level or regional-level road race as this is. Now, I know they're national series, but um, not not to to uh, equate them with uh, IMSA or whatever. But if you've never experienced this, the whole appeal is just going and having a good time. Your ticket is your pit pass. You can get right up close and personal. There were some named drivers running there. Wally Dallenbach was racing in the SVRA series. Uh, you'll remember Wally from NASCAR, IndyCar. He was racing. He ended up, he led most of his race on Saturday. Didn't he broke. have like Wally's World or whatever? Yes, or, he did. Yeah. He had a Wally's World. I forgot what network that was, but maybe NBC. I don't remember where he was when he had that, but you're right. He did have a, a segment like that. Um, Andy Pilgrim, road race ace, uh, swept the weekend in his division. And somebody that I didn't know actually raced, I knew that he sponsored cars, didn't know that he raced, Scott Borchetta, who owns Big Machine Records out of Nashville, and who I found out over the weekend actually kind of made Taylor Swift. Um, I that, that was news to me, but Scott is a pretty big deal. He raced in two classes. He ran in the SVRA with a topless Corvette. Just take the roof off your Corvette. That's what he raced, and he won big. And then he uh, also competed in the um, Trans Am series and actually got a top-five finish, which I think may have been his best outing or second-best outing of his career in that particular race uh, yesterday afternoon. So um, Scott was was competing as well. It's... It's a really, really different dynamic than what a lot of you are used to at the short tracks that you go to, the hickories, the dirt tracks, and all that. 
But, oh, my gosh, it was just so much fun. Um, the F4 series is basically the first step in the on-ramp toward an F1 career, and a lot of these drivers even go over to IndyCar. Um, and the uh, the Trans Am series is, um, is very much, from what I gathered, um, is very much a recognized national series that gets a lot more publicity than I realized it did. And here's the deal. Um, Connor Zilich, a 15-year-old racer from here in the Mooresville area, 15 years old, uh, broke the track record in Trans Am qualifying on Saturday and unfortunately had a mechanical issue on uh, Sunday afternoon in his race where he may have ended up winning the race. Um, this kid is a phenom. And he is going to be on this show next week in studio. Talked with him uh, last night, and uh, he was excited to uh, to come in. So he's going to come in, and, and you'll hear from him on the next Lead Lap show. So again, Mooresville, North Carolina. So it was um, it was a really different weekend. Again, um, you know, we got some sound bites that we're going to play in the next segment, but. I really wanted to get across kind of what the atmosphere was like so that when we went into those segments, you could kind of appreciate what was going on. Uh, it was kind of fun because when I sat down to talk with Jason Alder, for example, um, we were just sitting in a kind of a, under a pavilion in a, at a picnic table and the Trans Am cars, I think, were practicing at the time. And so it was fun to have sort of that natural background going on when we were uh, doing the interview on Friday. Um, and it was just, a, like I said, whole different world there. I definitely recommend that you guys, uh, anybody that, that would want to see something like that, the Trans Am series, the SVRA series, both run at Charlotte um, during the, the year as well. So the 22 schedule is out. Um, you can go to, I think it's SVRARacing.com, um, GoTransAm.com. Uh, for their two schedules, and uh, I think it's uh, USF4 uh, or something like that. I'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you the F4 um, website a little later. In the Finals show. two stops of the year, Utah Motorsports Campus on October 2nd, and COTA, uh, no, three. So they got uh, Utah this weekend. They've got COTA the weekend after, and then Auto Club to close it out. Yeah, that's for SVRA. Now, the Trans Am and the F4 Series have only got one race left apiece, and they are together at COTA for their championship weekend. COTA is November 4th. Yes, and that is F1 weekend. F1 weekend. Yes. So if you haven't got your tickets to that, might want to do that because that, that'll probably sell out. Yeah, and uh, by the way, if, if you want to watch – one of these races, um, just to see what it's like, you could do that. They, the SVRA series has an app. Just look uh, look up SVRA in your app store. You could download the app for free. It's 10 bucks a weekend to watch. Uh, go Trans Am, I think. Uh, Trans Am series also has an app. So either one will get you um, whichever series you want to watch. And, and uh, very inexpensive. I think you can get the whole year for like 60 bucks um, to watch their entire schedule. So not bad at all. Um, really a lot of fun. I wanted to spend the time talking about all of that so that we could set up um, the interviews that we're going to do in the next segment when we come back. Uh, we've got Hunter Weaver going to be uh, calling us to talk about what's going on and what's coming up. More importantly, we got some big time dirt races coming up here in the last um, 
you know, several weeks of the season. And uh, we're going to talk about Martinsville, too. And Josh Berry got a win. It just wasn't in Martinsville. We'll talk about that a little later in the program as well. We'll be back with more of Weed Lap right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car, instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green lights. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own Pacey in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Welcome back to Lead Lap. As we continue with another uh, show here, we talked about uh, what was going on at Virginia International Raceway VIR over the weekend. By the way, if you're curious about the layout uh, and you want to go to their website, it's virnow.com, which is kind of go there now, virnow.com. Just 
beautiful, absolutely beautiful that facility is. Um, okay, so we managed to talk to a few of the drivers. We picked a couple out for this show that we thought were the were the best. Um, to bring you, Jason Alder, we're bringing you because, again, his history of racing legends cars in the area. Um, Jason is 18. He is out of Virginia. Sorry, out of Maryland. And um, Jason picked up two out of three wins. He runs for uh, VRD, uh, a team that has just expanded into British F3. And we'll talk about that uh, this segment as well. But um we're, we're going to go through this as a montage. It'll start on Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday. So uh, go ahead, and Chris, and let's hear from Jason Alder. Jason Alder at uh, Virginia International Raceway. You were in the top five for qualifying here, starting third, actually, I think, for your first race. Um, talk a little bit about your Friday and how things went. You were on the pole there for a brief minute. Yeah, it was another eventful session, as always. Typically, these F4US qualifying rounds are are nothing short of crazy all the time. So um, in the beginning, we got a really good lap off with my teammate Nico. We were helping each other out there a little bit, and unfortunately, a yellow came out, which put the session to a halt, but I was feeling good for when we went green again, and um, we ended up battling back and forth for a bit. I heard that we were kind of bouncing one, two, one, two, lap to lap, and, and eventually on that last lap is when everyone got their, their fast lap in, and it was just a couple hundred shy of, of being up there with the front. So um, it's a third today, and, and I'm really looking forward for tomorrow. What do you think about this course here at uh, VIR? I mean, the the surroundings are just absolutely beautiful, but how about the racetrack itself from a driver's perspective? This racetrack, especially in an F4 car, is is beautiful. It is so much fun. There's, I mean, it's a draft track, so there's tons of passing opportunities. You can pass twice on one straightaway from, from drafting a car who gets around you, and then you can actually draft past him again. You can double draft. It's incredible. And the S is especially kind of in the middle section of the course. It's, it's all flat out. And just going flat out inches away from other drivers is is incredible and, and these high speeds with these tiny race cars is, is incredible it's just it's so much fun through and through and i'm super excited that we can be racing here because preseason testing was here back in march so the fact that we can be here to race it's awesome okay so we're back with jason alder on saturday morning after jason went out and beat his teammate, Nico Christodoulou, to get his first win in a while and uh, back in victory lane. So talk about that run this morning. Oh, it was an incredible race, if I'm honest. Uh, I mean, the big thing is points, especially for the team and, and for myself, obviously. And for Nico and I to get a 1-2 for VRD, first time this season, it feels really good. The team championship's looking really good. So I'm looking forward to carrying this momentum in the second race. I was thinking about the team championship and also the fact that uh, you guys ran one to talk about. Was there strategy involved there? What was, how did that play out for the two of you? Because obviously there's a lot of tough competitors in this division. There's not so much strategy that goes into it. It's more so just the, you know, just a higher respect. I would say. I mean, obviously we respect all of our competitors out there, but when you're racing with your teammate, you're not gonna, you're not gonna squeeze them like you might squeeze someone else. You know, you, you, there's just you leave them just a couple of more inches there. So, uh, at least for me in that race, Nico got a good draft on me uh, on one of the laps, and I just, I just let him go by. I knew that there was no point in fighting because, you know, if something did happen and we ended up going off. I mean, there was just no saying that of what could have happened. So, you know, just playing it safe with the teammate and bring home a one-two is, is what it's about. So the championship's still in sight here. And talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing to go into race two here. The car looked pretty good. Race one looked pretty stable. Oh yeah, I mean, in, the, in terms of the championship, we're looking really good. I know we were about forty some points coming into this race, and now we're, I think, within twenty of the leader. So, I mean, one more race, and technically we could be a lead guy again. So, 
Um, championship is looking pretty good. Uh, in terms of the next race, we're starting seventh based on fast times from race one, and unfortunately I could never really get a, a good lap in as we were constantly battling and defending. So I have a little bit of work to do, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun, you know, kind of working through some cars. There's some cars that are pretty surprised to be in the top seven, and there's some guys that I would expect to be in the top seven that are in the, you know, the middle of the field. So uh, it's definitely going to be interesting seeing how, how it settles out. Sunday update with Jason Alder. Uh, first of all, I want to duck back for a bit because we never got to catch up after yesterday, but uh, the second race yesterday was kind of messy for you. Walk us through that and tell us what happened. Yeah, so uh, we started seventh in that race, and my mindset was just, you know, cleanly make my way up through the field, get to the front, and hopefully a caution will come out or something like that, and we can just, you know, kill the time leading. And um, we, we did manage to get up in the front in a pretty quick amount of time, and, and the car was fast, I was fast, I was feeling really confident. And uh, there ended up being a restart, and I just misjudged the braking in turn one and just dipped two wheels off on the exit, fell back a couple of spots, and... It was really unfortunate, but I, I kept my head down and wanted to, to just focus on, you know, coming up to get as many points as I could. I, I knew that a podium was so possible, so that's what I was going for. And on the way back up, we just got a, got shoved off the track a little bit, and it was just really unfortunate falling back a couple more spots. And I, we ended up finishing the race in fifth, making making up I think four spots in, in the last two laps there. So, um, you know, it, it was unfortunate, but but I, I am a rookie and I'm still learning, and, and there's no doubt that that this one was my fault, and and I just hate it for the team because these guys work so hard. They put put everything into it, just like me, and I'm gutted for them. But there's no doubt that, that they are the guys, and I'm really excited for for Coda because I know that we're able to get some good results for him, and, and I'm really excited. Well, now hang on a second because we've still got uh, your redemption this morning to talk about. Because after uh, the race yesterday, you got back out on the track this morning, and basically won a one-lap dash. Talk a little bit about that this one because I feel like. Every time you got started, it was something in turn one and stopped, and that seemed to be a rough corner all weekend, but you ended up getting the win. Yeah, so we ended up starting fourth there, and I knew that with the conditions being so cold, a lot of dew on the racetrack and in the grass, there were going to be a lot of yellows, because if someone dips two wheels off, just like I did in race two, they would not be able to get it back on track like I managed to. It was, it was a lot hotter yesterday, it's a lot cooler today, so a lot of water. And I know a lot of these drivers didn't quite have the tire temp that we had from the day before, so uh, I knew that just getting as much heat in as we could and attacking early and attacking hard, getting up to the front was would be important. And, and clearly it showed uh, after we got to the front, it seemed like as soon as I got to the front, it was just a yellow flag haven. And it was really unfortunate. I, I really want to do some, some good battles and some, some, you know, some, some fast laps with these other drivers. There's a lot of, a lot of respect up in the front of the field. And, and it is unfortunate that, that we only got a couple of green laps in, but I'm glad that we were the ones in front at the end. And so uh, Jason ends up with two out of three wins and goes into the championship race in pretty good shape um, at Coda with a, a good chance, uh, if he can get uh, some wins there, a good chance to uh, win the championship. His teammate Nico Christodoulou also had problems in that third race, so uh, Nico's still in it. There's about five, six guys that are still in it for the championship in uh, the F4 division. That uh, is really amazing, honestly. One of the drivers is Mac Clark, another Canadian like Nico Christodoulou, Mac picked up the win when Jason faltered on Saturday afternoon, and uh, we talked to Mac as well. Here he is. Uh, 
with Matt Clark, the winner of race number two for the F4 Series at VIR here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Mac, that was a lot of fun to watch you come from the back and end up dicing with Nico at the end. Walk us through that race. The first race, a little tough for you, caught a bad break there, had to start at the back. Tell us about your day so far and how it led up to this win. Yeah, thank you, first of all, but uh, an amazing recovery by, by the guys and, and me as well. And starting PM on the grid, we knew we had a strong race car, and uh, just to be able to get it done was an amazing feeling. But definitely some tough battles out there, like you said, with Nico at the end. I managed to position myself well for the uh, the last back straight, and I got him down in the last sector. So that was my uh, my move throughout the race, and it worked for me on the last lap. Talk about your season so far and the team that you race for as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ganella Racing and I are both brand new to the F4 Championship, so you know oh, wow. to come out, come out of the gate strong, throwing punches is definitely uh, a success for for Ernie and the guys. Um, and the the points is really close, so we're looking to close up the season with a few more wins and then hopefully end up on top. You are from Canada. What part of Canada are you from? <laughs> I was actually born in Toronto, uh, and I just kind of live in the Greater Toronto area, about 45 minutes out of the city. So okay, so you're a Blue Jays fan. We get that. <laughs> uh, the Maple Leafs fan and all that, but you're racing in America. Walk us through your racing career today so far real quick yeah so i started quite late for uh, a driver that wants to go all the way i started when i was 10 11 years old just racing go-karts oh, wow. like like most normal you know kids that go uh do except they're five when they start exactly, exactly yeah so i was 10 so you know it, it took a while for me to get it and, and i got really competitive around about you know 12 years old and and since then it's just kind of been a slow rise and then transitioning into cars when i was 15 years old okay and so where are you taking your career where would you like to take this career because obviously from here in f4 you can go a lot of different places. Hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, F4 provides lots of routes for you as a professional career, but the dream is IndyCar. Um, open wheel racing is my passion, and I love it. You can hear my voice. I get excited about it, but uh, I mean, if I'm driving anything with four wheels and I'm getting paid to do it, making a living, I'm, I'm in. How do fans follow you? Um, my website, MattClarkRacing.com, as well as my socials, underscore MattClark on Instagram and MattClarkRacing on Facebook. Okay, and who would you like to thank and name your sponsors and whoever else? Yeah, of course. Uh, I have three partners on board for the 2021 season. I have MIR Race on USA. They do all my uh, my gear from neck down, keep me safe, looking cool, uh, as well as Bell Helmets and Second Skin. They're a vinyl wrap company up, up home in the, in the GTA, as well as the Ganella guys, too, because, I mean, this car was on rails today at VIR. So that was Matt Clark, and uh, I had to fist bump him when he uh, said that his dream was Indy as opposed to the F1 route that you, you hear a lot of these kids say uh, they want to go to. It's um, We need more uh, Americans at, at uh, the Indy level, and I think you're going to see that uh, because – Well, he's Canadian. Well, but he he obviously is North American, I guess is my point. Um, and we need more young drivers and actually be good to have a Canadian. Uh, he is being, incidentally, he is partly managed and mentored by James Hinchcliffe. So I think that explains his uh, his love for IndyCars and uh, just a great kid. It was a lot of fun. Um, we'll uh, talk more about that in future shows, uh, that type of racing. But I thought I would, uh, again, next week we'll have, of, uh, uh, a young man named Connor Zilich on who actually was uh, was a tr- uh, he broke the track record at 15 years old in the Trans Am division at VIR. Back with more lead lap after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds? Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 
or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chase media set you how to deal with someone who says that's so gay outsmart them this party is like so gay totally excuse me but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited then it became a word used to describe gay people then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid which is how you just used it which is not very nice ew that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now totally when you say that's so gay do you realize what you say Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is William Swalich, and you're listening to Lead Lab Radio. William Swalich has been uh, doing all kinds of uh, stuff. I just saw uh, that... Sir Jackie Stewart, one of the legends of uh, F1 and one of my favorite motorsports broadcasters of all time, was at Starkey Hearings headquarters. I think in Minnesota is where they're from. Uh, if I, my memory serves me correctly, getting a, a new set of uh, hearing devices and uh, saw William had his picture made with him. That's uh, certainly a, a cool deal for young William, who is a 15-year-old racing late models and legends cars uh, here in the area this summer. Okay, to dirt tracks we go. 
Uh, we haven't had Hunter Weaver on in a while, and uh, it's good to get Hunter back onto the Lee Lap show as uh, we begin our uh, kind of tenure with WSIC on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. Hunter Weaver, a motorsports insider who announces for uh, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Series and uh, a couple of other series as well. Hunter, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back on the program. Yeah, good to have good to be back on here, Tom, for sure. So, catch us up a little bit. Uh, I feel like um, we've missed a lot of time, so um, I know we can't go back. Uh, we'd be here all night if we tried to go back to the last time you were on and go forward from there. But uh, what uh, what's been going on the last weekend or two that's been really big on the dirt scene and kind of who's hot right now in Southeast dirt track racing? Well, last two weeks. Um uh, the week before and kind of going national stuff, uh, Luke, the Lucas Oil Lake Model Dirt Series, Knoxville, uh, Raceway, that big Lake Model Nationals event, Mikey Marler, uh, getting the win out there, uh, just one big thing to hit. Um, Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Models, uh, we've, we had five, we had, let's see, one, we had six races in the month of September. Wow. But, uh, yeah, we had two double header weekends within three weeks. Um, grief. Yeah, for sure. Did you and, announce uh, them all? Uh, yes, I announced all of them. Wow, I'm surprised you have any voice left to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel the same way. But uh, we were we were in Virginia a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we were air at Thunder on Friday night um, up from air at Virginia. Yep. It's it's not too if it's not too far up above uh, North Carolina state line, but not at all. Um, uh, Matthew Nance uh, picked up the victory on Friday, and on Saturday, uh, Jay Sessions ended up picking the victory. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, last week uh, that was actually we actually it was five races. So last weekend we, it was our week off. Uh, we had a, we had a week off last weekend, but um, uh, we go into the last probably eight or nine eight or nine races or around eight races so far uh, that last two months, uh, concluding uh, for the Outlaws. Um, but another thing, you know, uh, ultimate the ultimate super late models they concluded their point season uh, last weekend at oh, wow. Modoc, and Clay Knight uh, grabbed his first series championship. I saw that he won. I didn't realize that uh, that was the series championship. I saw a photo. I thought he had just won a race, but uh, good for him. I remember when Clay was still racing go karts on the dirt. He he is a real hot shoe, and it's good to see him pick up that championship. Nice guy too. Oh yeah, and a lot of people don't even know this is that really he shouldn't even be racing according to health because he had an accident one time and I can't remember how old he was, but he had lost his eye socket. Oh, so wow. he's got a fake he's got a fake eye in one eye and he's got he's got one real eye and one fake eye, so really he only really in all reality he only drives with one eye. Which well, is remarkable. Apparently, he drives better with one eye, Chris, than most drivers do it too. He just won the championship. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, Ab- his de- absolutely his depth perception is better than most. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, J- Jack. A lot of people probably don't know that Jack Hewitt, the legendary open wheel uh, dirt track racer, who uh, made it to Indianapolis at the age of forty four to start the five hundred one year, um, had a glass eye. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, that is not unheard of in the sport and, uh, you would never know it about clay if, uh, if if you didn't just tell us. You, you, uh, you remember that old saying when Dale Jr. wrecked Ward Burton and he said he wish he had something he would have shot through the window. 
You could have took the glass eye and just shot it through the window. South Boston, Virginia, anger claims over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, again, again, I go back to what uh, Jeff once said. Ward was born at the south end of the house. Uh, and uh, yeah. Ward confirmed that on the uh, Dale Jr. download a while back, honestly. He referred to that comment and he laughed at it, which is kind of funny. Um, so, uh, obviously, this is big race time of the year right so um it's the end of september here we're going into um you know a weekend where we we transition to october what what's going on because you wanted to time needs to slow down Uh, this this coming weekend uh is a pretty big weekend um around the carolinas uh at the outlaws the blue ridge outlaws we head to sumter saturday for our next to last visit there but um, the big thing is the uh, World of Outlaws at Cherokee on Friday night for the Mike Duval Memorial, and that's also the V8 Tribal, their V8 Nationals weekend. So that's a lot of the 602 Thunder crate cars and street stock cars. That's their big race uh, at Cherokee for the year. Um, also, the week after at Carolina, the Big King of the Carolinas event. Um, that's right. That's yeah. next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Friday, the Carolina Clash will run for the Scholar Trill Memorial. And then Saturday, Blue Ridge will be there on Saturday for the Buddy Smith Memorial, and that's all part of King of the Carolinas. So it's, it should be uh, next few weeks. It's going to be good. Uh, fall Brawl at East Lincoln, uh, October 16th. Um, also, um, I think Cash Money 100s at Cherokee, uh, October 23rd, Steel Block Bandits, 10,000 to win, 100 lap, uh, limited lake model. And then um, Halloween Havoc um, at East Lincoln, Dirt Track World Championship at Charlotte. I mean, there's there's a lot going on uh, this month. Tom, I think I may have figured out how you should spend your Friday night up in uh, Cherokee. Yeah, now that's uh, World of Outlaws Late Models, I believe, correct? Yeah, that yes. is correct. Just to clarify for the listeners. Um, so as this show airs on WSIC this Saturday, that race will already be passed. But, um, but yeah, that might be a, a good option for uh, Friday night to go check that out. I've not been to Cherokee yet this year, so uh, that would be a great reason to go. And uh, gosh, man, fall weather is hit. Just absolutely beautiful racing weather. Uh, all weekend long, I was up at uh, VIR for the road racing up there. Low to mid-70s all day, just beautiful. Uh, of course, uh, gets a little chilly at night, and uh, they were done by about 5.30 or 6 each day. But uh, I'm sure Cherokee will run much later than that. So um, bring a jacket if you're going out this weekend to the racetrack. Uh, where are you going to be? This coming weekend is the question. I'm hoping to be Friday at Cherokee. There you uh, go. I'm not sure about that yet, but I know I'll be at uh, Sumter Saturday for the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Model Series event. Um, 2000 to win. Uh, it's going to be uh, Saturday night. Uh, so that's pretty much my weekend plans this weekend. Looking forward to that and uh, heading back down to Sumter. And if it's, it's a cool place. Like if you've never been there, it's kind of like a, a throwback, if you will. And and hands down, the best concession stand you'll ever go to. <laughs> what makes it so, I wonder? Tell well, me. Well, if, if, if you like hot wings, that's probably that's your, be- that's your best chick concession stand hot wing ever. You And then they hand cut the French fries there. So it's, like, it's, home, it's homemade there. It's, Money. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome place. It's, uh, you know, it's. It's a cool racetrack, just an old-school vibe to it, and um, you know, not always the, the biggest motor wins there either. It, the lower horsepower engines do really, really good down there. 
I figured out a new segment all of us may be good at. We need to just do the lead lap radio concession stand review. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> forced to eat all yeah, their food. for sure. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned that the uh, – now, that's where? Sumter, you said? Yeah, yeah. in South Carolina. Now, so their specialty is kind of the hot wings. So you got Martinsville, which is the hot dogs. Now, Hickory claims a couple of them. Um, the, the, the fried bologna is really good there, uh, if you like that. And then they have the um, deep fried sugar donuts, which which are just irresistible. Those things are... Uh, terrible for one's diet, but they're really good. Millbridge likes the big walking tacos. Yes, Millbridge has the walking tacos. That's right. And uh, so, you know, each track seems to have its own sort of unique uh, unique thing that they uh, they promote at the concession stand. Of course, my home track up in Oswego, New York, always has the Hoffman hot dogs, um, which uh, are the ones for those who and don't know. What's that? And Skip's Fish Fry. Skip's Fish Fry. Yes, thank you very much for that plug. I'll tell Sean Cathcart. Skip sponsoring our Inside Groove Super Modified podcast where we talk about it. So we go, but um, yeah, the, the Hoffman hot dogs are the footlong hot dogs that actually hang out of the bun. And that's uh, very, very good hot dogs if you ever get a chance. I think uh, I think it's Harris Teeter that carries them down here in the South. So you ought to try those. But it's just funny how each track has that, that little bit of a... Um, okay, so we've got just about a minute, minute and a half left so um what is left now for you with the blue ridge outlaws because i know you mentioned some of the shows you got coming up but uh give us the rundown and uh give us your website for that so people can keep up with them i love that series yeah just uh we have a facebook page that's where it's most active at is uh blue ridge outlaw lake models on facebook uh okay. we also have a twitter um we do have a twitter handle and um but mostly Facebook is where we're active at. But our okay, website, quickly. Uh, our website is www.blueridgeolm.com. So blueridgeolm.com, you can go there, uh, find rules, um, try, um, schedule, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, we don't sell the merchandise off there, but we do uh, and can distribute those out through the website and uh, all the. Uh, merchandise is all uploaded pretty regularly so um even if you're not able to go to the track we can be able to get that to you uh just contact us through the facebook page yeah, it's a great series if anybody gets the chance to go check it out uh really really a lot of fun to watch a different type of late model racing than uh, what you typically see uh very very competitive okay hunter we appreciate it to look forward to having you back on again real soon we'll be back with more of lead lap right after this Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. 
Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Leland Honeyman, and you're listening to Lead Lab Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we've talked about road racing. We've talked about dirt track racing. And now we're going to talk about uh, short track asphalt racing. One of the biggest late model stock events of the year took place this past weekend at uh, Martinsville Speedway, the Valley Star Credit Union 300. And this was, to me anyway, um, a bombshell upset victory, like super-duper upset victory. 16-year-old late-model rookie Landon Pembleton ended up picking up one of the biggest wins he'll probably ever have in his racing career after starting sixth. He basically drove away from everybody at the close of the race to end up winning the biggest late model stock race. Just incredible. He was uh, the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series, Weekly uh, Series Southeast Rookie of the Year this year uh, in the region. And, oh, my goodness, he and Mike Looney put on a show before um, Pembleton just pretty much drove away. Uh just an incredible finish to that event. Uh, Chris, did you want to jump in? Well, I think with us being on WSIC, I, I saw something here, and I'm going to guess this is from Home Ad with Pat. 
Oh, the rock star, Pat Shannon. That's um, our morning show on WSIC. So, so he's going through the famous events, September 27th. Uh, in 1989, on this day, two men went over the 170-foot-high Niagara Falls in a barrel. Jeffrey and Peter were the first two to ever survive the Horseshoe Falls. So, Jeffrey and Peter. Jeffrey and Peter. Okay. I'm not going to try to pronounce their last names. Oh. So, Jeffrey and Peter. <laughs> I was wondering if you, because that's why I said, do they have last names? Jeffrey and Peter. Interesting. Okay. Um, not sure what that so, has to do with Martin's. So, book, so uh, Matt can aspire to be as good as them one day. I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, what uh, Landon Pemilton did is just amazing. Um, like I said, he and Mike Looney battled it out and uh, just drove away. And I love this quote after the race. Um, in the Martinsville Bulletin, Matt, uh, uh, Landon Pemilton says, it's pretty unbelievable. It's nothing I ever thought. I honestly never thought I'd win a clock until I got a lot more experience under my belt. It's just pretty amazing. And Which, um, the crazy thing about that race is for the first little bit, it looked like Lane Riggs was going to run away with it, sweeping the first two stages. Yes. And then he just, his car kind of just fell off. Well, he was running for Triple R Racing, and, and I really thought that that would be a winning combination. But, um, you know, Lane, for whatever reason, just always seems to have bad luck at some point during that race. Now, Pembleton's strategy was a little different. Um, you know, they have stage breaks, 75 and 150. Um, are the stage breaks, and uh, he only got two tires to change during the race, and Pembleton changed his at the end of the first segment, whereas most uh, drivers waited till the second segment, and so in this situation, he felt like it worked out very well, um, and here's the deal with this young man. He's only been racing for two years. He started in 2019 in the limited sportsman division at South Boston um, and uh, won the championship at Dominion last year in the limited division. Got one late model win at South Boston. Of course, as we talked about, he got rookie of the year for the Southeast region. So just his second ever late model victory at 16 years old, he wins at Martinsville. He was driving, incidentally, um, for Sellers Motorsports. I think the uh, I think the the strategy there. Uh, I think if there's one thing we know about Martinsville, it's that track position when it comes to that late model race and really any race there is pretty huge. So if you can get if you can get your tires, if you can get off cycle on strategy and get your tires in that first segment when you can get some heat in them and just really get up there to the front, everybody's going to come down. You're going to sure. you're going to be up there in the front. All you got to do is just keep your tires under you and drive away and that's what he did. Yeah, and and that's I I just think um you know, he they just played the strategy perfectly. Riggs ended up third, by the way. Sammy Smith finished fourth, and Jared Fryer rounded out the top five. Now, what's funny is um, Pembleton was met in victory lane by one of his coaches who told him he'll have to talk about his race career and the win at school on Monday. But he's also got to find a place for the grandfather clock that you get when you win at Martinsville. He said he wants to put it in his room, but he doesn't have any room. And it's I, I thought I think to you'll myself, make room. yeah, well, there, but typical sixty. Year old wants to put a giant grandfather clock from Martinsville in his bedroom. Heck of an alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess it would be right. I don't know his if you, co- his coach can say you can never be late to school. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if they have alarms on those things, but it doesn't it, it? It goes every so often. Every those, hour. Every hour. There you go. Well, set your alarm for six o'clock. Uh, yeah, no. I think he'll get annoyed I, I really th- fast. Throw it, with out, that I throw it out the window. Yeah. Um, so he if might. I could lift it. Yeah, he might want to rethink where he puts it. Now, the driver who typically wins at Martinsville, Josh Berry, on the other hand, was not there. He was winning something much, much bigger on Saturday, and that was the Xfinity Series race. At um, And here's here's the thing with his win at Vegas is big for a couple of reasons. One, because uh, he was actually a fill-in for this, driving for Josh, or driving, Josh, driving for Michael and Nett, which is uh, his soon-to-be teammate, we believe, with Junior Motorsports. And that's been out with a leg injury, so Josh has been filling in, gets the win for the one team. And um, the other reason I think this is big is because, again, it cements his, I think, his respect level. He is going full-time in the Xfinity Series next year, and I think being able to win on the variety of tracks he's now won on in that series proves he's going to be a championship contender when he drives the eight car next year for junior. Well, and I think everybody, you know, I think this pretty much cements, you know, his competitiveness. That's what I said, yeah. when, When you, you know, everybody thought, you know, when he won Martinsville, you know, that's pretty much a gimme. Yep. You know, he's he's done that many times in this race that we were just talking about a couple minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. To, to he's win at every lap of the late model race. To, to, win at, to win at a track like Las Vegas, a mile and a half, something yeah. that he has very, very, very little experience on. To come out there, jump in that one car, um, I, I think it just proves that he'll be a championship contender next year. And for all three junior motorsports cars to finish, or like three of the four junior motorsports cars to finish in the top three, it's a pretty good showing. Yeah, they uh, they the junior really did have a good showing. That was an interesting race for sure. Uh, but uh, it was good to see Josh get that win. Obviously, an extremely popular win. I don't think there's any better racing in NASCAR than the Xfinity Series. And uh, Josh went out and literally beat the best there was. Uh, and and did a great job doing it. Now, um, next week, as I mentioned earlier, Connor Zilich going to be in here in the WSIC studio to talk about uh, what he did in the Trans Am Series at VIR. And, uh, of course, we'll have all the latest from the rest of the short track uh, southeast region as well next week. So um, we hope you're enjoying the show being on WSIC now, feel free to uh, go follow us on social media at Lee Lap Show. Give us a follow. Leave a nice comment. Um, Facebook and Twitter at Lead Lap Show, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, that'll wind it up for this week's Lead Lap Show. We appreciate all of you listening. Hope you enjoy Lenny Batiki's show coming up next on WSIC. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. Have a great week, everybody. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of The Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the League Lab Show. Thank you for listening.